flying away on a wing and a prayer. Who could it be? Believe it or not, it's just me. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to my second act. My name is Donna and I'm Caddy's wife. Have you ever like gotten, not fallen down, but like gotten down? Like say you have to pick something up off the floor and you can't get back up. All the time. Do you think it's like, like, (sighs) is it an older person thing? Like that you're just not as agile? Like what is it? Probably has something to do with it. Okay, so listen. I've never been a big fan of bending over for anything. Right. So listen to this. So in where I'm working now, I have to, I do, we do tuxedo fittings. And so I was measuring, this is a whole story, this man for like his pants, you know, how, where he wants them to hit on like his shoe and they call it the break. And do you know, like now your, your pants aren't supposed to, this is a PSA for you, fashion PSA. You're not supposed to puddle your pants. You know, you want the break right on top of your shoe, very modern and clean. Well, if it's a super tall person, I have to hold the tape measure at like their back, right where their rear end is kind of, and then take it all the way down to the floor. If it's a really tall person, like my arm can't hold the tape measure and get on the floor at the same time. So it's very awkward. So I sort of tuck it into their pants (laughs) and then I get down on the floor and I measure it. But then like. I saw him look down at me and I had to like kind of roll over onto all fours. <laughs> Where's this going? And sort of, it's nowhere. Like elevate myself up. I'm just saying like. Oh, you I, had to roll over in order to get up. Exactly. I've had to do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> does that make sense Absolutely now? Absolutely does. Like you're kind of like, you can't get up from a sitting position. So you sort of have to like roll over and you're sort of like on, on fours and you have to like catapult yourself yeah. up. Oh, yeah. But I think he was like, what are you doing, lady? Like a pit maneuver move. When you when you measure a man's inseam. I don't. Mm-hmm. Isn't there. You don't measure an inseam. I'm not doing that. I don't do that. Okay, But you should. An inseam is basically how long you want your pants to go. It's not inside in, in your seam. But it's, what did you tell me, though, that, that there's a study. Or the, okay, no, I did not say this. No, I did not say this. Someone else told me this, and I'm not going to go there. No, 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 no. Yes, no. No, we're not talking about this. That your left testicle. Oh, my gosh. Why are you bringing up testicles? No, I did not say that. I did not say that. That is more likely that a man... What was it? Come on. That... Oh, my gosh. You either... I'm not getting into this. You either right tuck or left tuck. Which means what? We're not talking about it. Like your pants, if you want your pants to fit flat. We don't ask those questions. I don't say, are you a right tucker or a left tucker? What does that mean, though? Okay, I'm not talking about this, Carl. <laughs> I don't understand that. Okay, then stop what asking mean the right question. T- does that mean right testicle, left testicle? No, why are we talking about okay. testicles? I'm simply saying that I'm not as agile as I used to be. Oh, is that it? <laughs> Hey, Alexa, play Cadillac Jack podcast. The most recent episode of this podcast is going to air wherever you may be listening. And if you're on spring break, and so many people are, a um, couple of things. When you catch up with episodes of the My Second Act podcast, you can then shift 
I feel like you just like to throw a dirty word out there. Like, how's testicle a dirty it's word? It's just out of the. It's blue. a scientific term, Donna. We've had a conversation about testicles. Okay, all right, let's keep going. And about how when you measure a man's inseam, it can be uncomfortable. I'm not measuring in their inseam near their testicles. This is no. Made you say it. Oh God. Okay. Spring break. Uh, when you catch up with episodes of the podcast, you can shift to the Spotify hype song playlist and enjoy that. And if you're flying Atlanta-based Delta, tap the Spotify app in your in-flight entertainment system and you can listen to the podcast and the Spotify hype song playlist there. Just search for Caddy and Donna or Donna and Caddy hype songs. And people are going to be like, why is that person laughing so loud in the center center aisle? You know, be like, oh, because they're listening to the My Second Act. You should podcast. check it out. Yeah. The people of the state of California versus Orenthal James Simpson. When I was hired to work at the former Kicks 1015 here in Atlanta, when I was 19 years old, I was hired to do the 7 to Midnight Shift, which meant I had a lot of free time. And, and not much money. And no money at all. And um, no friends at all. Because, oh, this is sad. Uh-huh. It's getting sadder. Well, I moved to Atlanta. I didn't know soul. Yeah. Uh, I came to Atlanta from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, where I had been for eight months after I dropped out of college. I was in Myrtle Beach doing radio. And one night I saw an ad in an industry newspaper for the night show, Seven to Midnight at Kicks in Atlanta. And I applied for it, never in many years expecting to get it. And I did. Never flown before. And they flew me out here for the interview from Myrtle to, to Atlanta and so I got the job, and two weeks later, I moved here with my cat, Pooter Petfarkin, and it was just the two of us, and I was living at the Residence Inn. Would they take Pooter Petfarkin in? They did. Did you have to sneak him in? I believe I did, Donna. Okay. I believe I did. But during this time of the O.J. Simpson trial, I watched all 134 days because I had nothing going on. Yeah, and you were and, obsessed. Well, and we've talked a lot about my interest in the criminal justice system, criminal justice system, and my interest in the court system. And I am uh, not during the pandemic, but I'll pick it back up as soon as the courts open up. But prior to the pandemic, I would about once a week drive to a courthouse in the Atlanta area and I would sit in the galley and I would be what's called a legal observer. Okay. Yes. And jury consultant. Okay. Not jury consultant. That's where it stops. You simply liked to watch the system in progress. And it's perfectly legal. If you are 18 years old, you can go to any courtroom in the United States and you can open the courtroom door and you can go in and you can sit down and you can see democracy in action and the criminal justice system in our country in action and the court system. And I have, have always done that. And I have seen murder trials and I have seen uh, child custody trials. And I, I, you see, you see, run the gamut. Yeah. Depending on the county that you go to, you can you can see anything. So I would do that prior to the pandemic about once a week, once every two weeks. And, you know, when the jury broke for lunch, I would go with the jury to have lunch at uh, you say we were at Fulton County Courthouse in downtown Atlanta. We would go to the American Deli, which is right around the corner and get some wings. What are these people not like? Who is, did they ever turn you like, who is this man they, kind of they, following they, us? They, they, they did, but you know. I, did I, they think you were, what's that called when you're not a juror, but you're a, what are you, an optional? A, 
you're a uh, standby. Standby. Alternate. An alternate. alternate Donna is the yeah. legal name for that person. So you're like on the alternate list or something. So my my appreciation and interest in the court system, I do believe, began with the people of the state of California versus Orenthal James Simpson back in January of 1995. And I did not miss a single day. Right now in our country, there is a trial going on. And it is the trial of former Minneapolis police officer uh, Derek uh, Chauvin. And Mr. Chauvin is accused of murdering George Floyd May 25th, I believe, of 2020. The trial is happening right now, started this week in Minneapolis. And when I learned that this trial, and this conversation is not about BLM or whether or not uh, He's guilty Mr. Or Chauvin not guilty. Is, is guilty or not. The conversation is about my obsession with the the court system, but specifically this case and how during a pandemic things have changed and how during the world that we live in today, you have access to this trial every minute of it. And they suspect it's probably going to go four to five weeks. Wow. Because there is a pandemic right now, whether it is the prosecution or whether it is the defense team, you have to stand behind the podium and plexiglass, and you cannot move. If you speak with any attorney, they're going to tell you that an attorney wants to be in front of the jury box. They want to be able to walk up and down the jury box, and they want to make an actual connection with your eyes. Um, and, and you know, I've thought about how animated I am and always have been with my hands when I talk, whether in the studio. People used to... Uh, tell me all the time, you look like a conductor when they would walk by the studio window and I'd be on the air because when I talk, I just, I use my hands as a crutch. It's a nervous tick, but you want to be able to connect with the jury and you're unable to do that really right now because you have to stand in your little box. Well, think about like the OJ trial, like what you're talking about, like one of the biggest moments was with the glove, remember? Yes. And how he had, was it Johnny Cochran, I believe? It was. So who had it in front of the jury you know, and if it doesn't fit, you must, must quit. quit. And holding that glove, I mean, anybody remembers. If you're, if you're listening right now, you're thinking back to that exact moment where you saw it. So you're right. And he was standing right in front of the jury box. So I think it takes a lot of the, the, the drama, but also the punctuation of trying to get your point across, you know, when you're having to kind of stand behind. Because didn't the jurors get bored? You know, you got this guy standing behind plexiglass, just wah, blah, blah, blah. And blah. they're very long days. Yeah. And you're being fed a lot of information. And you're being shown a lot of and fed exhibits. a lot of gummy bears, huh? Probably fed a lot of gummy bears, like and coffee. Well, like snacks. Yeah, I think. So the trial in Minneapolis, Minneapolis is one hour behind Atlanta, which allows me to sleep in, and I like that. Um, but everybody has to wear masks, including the judge. And when there's a sidebar in this trial that started Monday, normally everyone would approach the bench. Both sides, the attorneys of both sides, and and they would approach the bench and and the judge, and they would have a conversation for whatever reason if they're objecting to certain testimony or they don't want something to be entered in as an exhibit. Because it's pandemic, you can't approach the bench. So what's happening is everybody has a headset with a microphone. You look like a McDonald's drive-through driver, a drive-through window taker person. The judge even has one. And when the judge says sidebar, you know he gets pissed because and this happens because you're you're pushing with a question that yeah. you know is out of bounds or. They want you to rephrase the question. Whatever reason, there would need to be a sidebar. The attorneys go back to their tables and they spin around to put their backs to the juries, the jurors, so that the jurors can't read lips or hear what's being said. 
and the judge actually covers his mouth. Who thought of all this? And they have a converse. They have the sidebar, but they're not together. They're each at their respective tables, or you know, he's he being the judge is is at his position. But who's pushing all those buttons? Because like that, can you imagine like if it's like they would have if they didn't train someone and they're just like Jenny, who's like the court reporter. They're like in. Also, when you're not doing your court reporting, you're going to push all the <laughs> microphone buttons, you know, auxiliary A, auxiliary B. What it's if a lot. she gets it all mixed it's up? It's a lot. And, and there have been, because the trial, if you're listening on upload day, it'd be day four. It started Monday. Uh, there have uh, there, there have been some technical snafus. Now, like the O.J. Simpson trial back in 95, which was, I th- believe, the first time that we were able to watch. Remember, Court TV had it. Right. We were able to watch an entire trial. Uh, there was a lot of conversation about the the Derek Chauvin trial as to whether or not they should stream it. And the judge in the case said, absolutely, and here's why. This is such a historical case. Uh, and he also said that, you know, listen, the galley in every courtroom is wide open. Right. If, it, if, there, if, if, if there weren't a pandemic, there would be observers like myself in this courtroom. So I, I want to open it up and allow streaming. I don't think we have court TV. I mean, Monday I was searching and Googling and I think I changed our plan. I think you did because it's 383 mm. on direct TV and it says we can't get it. Yeah, and so I'm like, Oh my God, I started freaking out Monday mm. because I know the opening arguments are about to begin. And uh, so I found it on ABC news live, which is on the Roku channel, which is a whole nother conversation. We're getting ready to have a segment too. Um, but Look at you finding things. I'm getting ready to cut the cord because I'm comfortable now with not. I, this has taught me to learn not to have to rely on traditional broadcast outlets and, and channels and pay $300 a month for it. Well, or satellite I, think, channels. I think it also makes the case transparent so that people, you know, it is such a um, such a lightning rod case. You know what I mean? That I think it's important that people see the entire process if they want to. And have access that that nothing was shrouded in mystery or, you know, behind closed doors, that it was people can see all the exhibits. You know, they're seeing the case, like you said, if you want to in real time, like a juror would, you know, before you make your decision. There are 400 witnesses on the witness list. Now, that does not mean that each of them is going to be called. A witness list does not. You're not saying we're definitely going to call this person. A witness list says uh, we believe this person has knowledge of X. And for that reason, we want to have the right to call them as a witness should we choose to do that. There have been over 50,000 documents that have been entered. 50,000. That's a lot. That have been entered, whether in pretrial um, or in discovery of evidence or 50,000 documents. I mean, I'd have to staple all that, get it together. That's what I always think about. I think about like who's in the charge clerk. Of yeah, just who's in charge of all this stuff. It's dizzying. Like who came up with the, the protocol and the plan for the courtroom and the, the entire courthouse, it's eighteen well, it's a government complex. It's eighteen stories in downtown Minneapolis, and they have cleared everybody out. The only people that are in the building are related to the case and they're on the eighteenth floor. And the state of Minnesota has invested over one million dollars in security. Wow. They have erected fences around this government facility, which contains the, the courthouse where this trial is going on. And there are protests every single day. And and as it stands right now, the police are allowing people to exercise their right to protest. But imagine, Donna, if you were one of these 12 jurors or even one of the two alternates, 
and you know the burden. You know what is going to be asked of you at the end of this trial. And you know that either way, and this is much like the OJ case, you can't win. Yeah. You can't win. Regardless of how it goes with the verdict, there are going to be people that are just hot. Yeah, on on both sides, but definitely both sides. And I I had never, I'll be honest with you here, I had never watched the entire nine minute and 29 second video of former officer uh, Chauvin with his knee on George Floyd's neck. I'd, I'd seen clips. I'd seen snippets. I'd never seen the entire video. And the prosecution, the state, showed the entire video in their opening arguments for nine minutes and 29 seconds. And it was freaking painful to watch. Yeah. I got very emotional yeah. watching it. I don't know why I'd never seen it before. I think because I just didn't want to. Well, I don't know that the entire video had ever been released. The entire thing. I mean, I think they said yesterday that it was completely the, the you know, the way it happened. And they said it's going to be very emotional. It's going to be graphic. So are the jurors that are on there, have they had to say that they had no prior knowledge of this case? I don't think they could get 14 that had no prior knowledge. Yeah. I think that at the end, when the when the entire jury was seated or struck, as mm-hmm. they say, as as legal observers say, mm-hmm. um, I, I think that they had to go in with the understanding, they being the prosecution the state and the defense knowing that it's just you're not going to find 14 people that are not familiar with the George Floyd case it's just not going to happen well and when you think about that like from the time of like the case with OJ to now how much media has changed doing those jobs too and what goes on in a courtroom because the chances now of finding a group of people that can be seated that have no knowledge of cases you know prior to being seated has to be much harder than it ever was before because that was always one of the things you know sometimes cases would be you know if it was um you know a very controversial case i think about the case where the guy um, left the child in the hot car um and they moved that case because it was a cop county case but they moved it down to macon or savannah or somewhere i don't i don't know where but they moved it um to try to find people who had not been influenced or biased by the media already on the case. It's got to be in today's day and age even more difficult to find those people because of the way that we consume our the news. way we consume our news, the way we consume our cell phones, the way, you know, I mean, I wonder like, do they take jurors' cell phones away, I guess, and just say, listen, we're locking them up for that? I would imagine that they do. I know that when the judge addressed the jury before opening arguments earlier this week, that he told the jurors, you, you are able to take notes, as many notes as you want but your notes must be left on your chair in the jury box each evening at the conclusion of that day's testimony. And then it'll be collected. Your notes will be collected and then given to you the next day. Yeah. Uh, I also have noticed while watching that uh, Chauvin is taking meticulous notes. I mean, he, there is nothing that is said in that courtroom that it does not appear. He's not writing down. I think he's writing a book. Mm, Well, maybe. I think he's writing a book and that his notes from this trial that's happening right now will become a big part of that. Mm. Um, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's such a, it's a historical, historical case for so many reasons in our nation's history. Yeah, it is fascinating. And, and, and the defense and opening arguments, you know, said to the jurors, listen, try not. And how, how could you not try not to think about 
the protests that 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 came about that from came, this from from this yeah. case. Try not to think about the riots. Try not to think about the devastation. Try, Try to not, focus on the case. Yes, and I, that's again these. Who are these twelve people? Yeah, like are they come from the Amish country or something? I mean, that's the thing. Where do you find people that haven't been influenced or biased or experienced or you know what's going on in the country? So that's what I'm doing for the next. Uh, if, if we need you, if you need me, I'll be. Uh, I'm at home, glued to ABC News Live because I don't have court TV. I don't know what happened there, but and I can't wait until the courtrooms open back up and I'm able to go uh, serve the community okay. as a legal observer, as a voyeur. Mm-hmm. Poppy seed chicken for dinner tonight. Four um, steps. Four steps. I actually brought the the recipe card that you get with each meal from dinner if you're into the studio today because it's defrosting right now at home and I'm going to cook it tonight. It's four steps, Donna. The first step is preheat oven to 350 degrees. That is a step I can do. Okay. Uh, Step two, pour well-mixed chicken mixture into the baking dish. I can do that. Done. Step three, sprinkle a topping evenly over chicken. I can do that. And step four, cover and bake for 35 to 40 minutes or until bubbly. And poppy seed chicken is one of the best dinner affairs. If you're ordering dinner affair and you see it on the menu, grab it because it is so yummy. Four easy steps to get a great meal on the table for your family. Promo code is CADDY2021. CADDY2021 for $30 off your first order. I want to run through the math with you. Uh, Say you pick the, the, and there's several different dinner packages available depending on the size of your family. Let's say you go with the six chef created dinners that feed four to six people. The price is one eighty nine, and that's before your thirty dollars off discount. McCaddy twenty twenty one comes out to five and a quarter per serving, five dollars and twenty five cents per serving for a great meal. We're not talking onion rings and greasy double cheeseburgers from a fast food restaurant. Five and a quarter per serving. It's amazing. And if you're sitting and you're listening to the podcast right now, maybe you're sitting in traffic or you're on your way to work or you're on your way home and you're all stressed out like, whoa, I don't talk about food because I don't want to think about what I'm going to do for dinner. This will solve that problem. You will always have meals ready for you at your fingertips that you can make super quick and they're healthy. But the best part about it is they're not that frou-frou healthy. You know, I had someone reached out who had done a dinner affair order and they said they were so impressed by the portions that they got too. Because sometimes on the meal prep plans, it'll say it'll feed two people. But if you have a hungry person, it's barely going to feed one and a half. So you're spending a lot of money ordering double entrees to, to take care of it. This is perfectly portioned for your family or for you and your husband or who even single. They have single dinners now. So it's for everyone. 100% guaranteed. No contract ever. Contactless delivery in Atlanta. Dinner Affair also ships nationwide. Dinneraffair.com. Dinner A-F-A-R-E.com. Caddy 2021 is the promo code. 39th annual Atlanta International Auto Show is happening again this year, April 14th through 18th. The George World Congress Center Building C. Tickets are available at GoAutoShow.com. GoAutoShow.com. You can get your tickets there before you even go down. Uh, you can get all the information you need, the dates uh, and hours for the show. And you can also follow the show for updates on Facebook at Go Auto Show. On Instagram, Atlanta underscore Auto Show. And on Twitter at ATL Auto Show. And it's a huge event every year. And you don't just see the cars, you drive the cars. Because uh, ride-alongs uh, and ride and drives are available, giving you the chance to get behind the wheel and truly experience uh, a vehicle that you're that you potentially getting ready to make a huge investment. Uh, in buying. Yeah, and a car is a huge investment. And you know what? I want to see the Bronco, the new Bronco. Are you excited to see that? I'm excited to see them all. And here's the thing. I'm not going to a lot to look at the Bronco because I'm not a buyer. I don't want to buy it. 
I don't, I don't need a Bronco. I don't, you know, I don't want to buy one, but I want to see everything, how they redesigned it. I want to sit in it. I want to like smell the leather. I want to see it all. And that's what you can do at the auto show. Whether you are a serious buyer and you're getting ready to head to a dealership to make a very expensive lifelong purchase, or whether you're just kind of looking around, kicking tires, and you want, you don't want to be harassed by somebody on a car lot, you know, but this is the perfect opportunity to see every make and model under one roof, bring your kids. They don't care if the kids like climb through the car. You know, they do. They do care about that at the dealership. You know, they do. Yeah. You know, when they take you on the test drive and you've got kids with you, they're like, mm, we got to take those kids too. But at the auto show, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you can try them out. These kids can climb all over the seats. They don't care. And there are experts there that are able to answer questions um, that you may have about every vehicle. No better place to shop and compare new vehicles produced by the Metro Atlanta Automobile Dealers Association. Your franchise, new car and truck dealers, go autoshow.com. We have a small ask of you, three things. If you don't mind, hit the subscribe button so you don't miss anything coming up with the podcast. Number two, invite and encourage three people in your circle or people that you don't even know. Complete strangers to enjoy the podcast. Just uh, think of it as like multi-level marketing with absolutely zero payoff for you. Oh, wow. <laughs> Such a benefit. And listen to the end of each episode for outtakes and notes from executive producer Carl Appen. And show our sponsors some love. The Atlanta International Auto Show. Go autoshow.com. Gallery Furniture Gainesville Dinner Affair. The Jackson Brubaker Law Firm. Guests. The Cadillac Jack My Second Night Podcast. Stay at the nearly new Even Hotel at Avalon. Steps in world-class dining and entertainment. Your hype song on the way here today. Uh, my hype song was Daya. And it's called Sit Still, Look Pretty. It's from the same album. I got nothing to tell Who you. Who is that? It's a female singer. It's just a great like female empowerment song. Just gets me going. Gets me all hyped up to take on the world as a female. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. I'm you? going with Cream, White Room. What? White Room from Cream? I don't even know what you're talking about. Eric Clapton, Donna. The so, rock group Cream. Yeah. Can you sing that song for me? Dun, 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 oh, dun, dun. that song. Okay, yes. <laughs> okay, yep. I like it. What's wrong with that? Nothing. I like it. I like it. They're going to release the first vinyl release from Cream. And it's going to be live at the Forum from 1968. It's coming uh, I love April, it. It's like April 23rd, in a white room yeah. with black curtains. Yeah. I just never know what they were talking about. Like, what are they talking about? Just enjoy the song. Okay. All right. All right. So look for that on vinyl. Yeah. Always love Clapton. And, uh, and Cream. Both those songs add to the Spotify Hype Song playlist. I'm ready to cut the cord after finally discovering the the, 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 the shove and trial shove and trial on um, the Roku channel and ABC News Live. I've been meaning to tell you that someone had told me if you go to the Roku channel and you go down to live. Yes. Yeah. That That's where I found can, it. Yeah. That there are channels. Because there was a big discussion. I've talked to different people about how to get channels and you know p different people have told me different ways to do it and you can do it through hulu or you can but like on hulu sometimes you only get one channel so yeah i think our biggest fear with cutting our channel is are we going to get our channel wsb news like channel two because we love to watch channel two don't we the news well yeah so like are we still going to get that i don't know i don't know okay I don't know. but i get abc news live okay which is on the demand, streaming, basically. Well, no, it's streaming all the time. Yeah. But yeah, you watch it when you want. But, I, you know, like I've always heard them say, they being David Muir or someone saying, you know, we're going to continue coverage on ABC News Live. And I'm like, what the hell is ABC News Live? What is that? Well, I, because I had to find out, yeah. I found out now and I'm cool with it. And I think the biggest difference between like our generation and like, so our kids, 
and anybody who's listening, their kids, they watch everything on their phones or they watch it on their computer. See, we're not there. We're not there. So as long as we can still get what we want on our big box, big, big box Mm -hmm. TV, then I think you and I are fine with it. We're just not going to run to a computer to watch a show, you know, or a concert or something. We're not those kind of people. I've also started watching the A-Team because the Roku channel shows classic TV shows. The A-Team with Mr. T. Yeah, what did he say? What would he always say? Get you some. He didn't say that. Is it not? Snap it, snap it to Slim Jim. I don't. I, I pity don't. the fool. Yes, that's, that's it. it. That's it. I pity the fool. <laughs> the A-Team. Who said get you like, some? I started with E1 or S1E1, season one, episode one of the A-Team. Mm. What struck me most, Adana, were the theme songs oh, for yeah. these TV shows that have been so lost because TV shows now don't have theme songs. No, they go straight into it. The theme song for the A-Team is like three minutes. Like, it's a say it's an hour episode. If you watch an hour episode of television, 20 minutes of that is going to be, 18 actually, it's going to be commercials. It takes you down to 42 minutes. In a 30-minute show, it's eight minutes of commercial so it takes you down to 22 minutes well if you put on a three if you if you air in the front of every episode a three minute theme song that takes you down to 39 or 19 depending on if it's an hour or half hour that's 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 a lot of real estate for 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 content storylines in these shows i remember growing up and theme songs charted you heard them on the radio yeah oh no definitely so i have some clips we're going to play a game Oh, boy, I love a game. I have some clips of some of the biggest TV show theme songs of all time. These were all composed by Mike Post. Now, Mike is the most creative and talented TV. Theme song. It's a theme, believe it or not, when you write TV uh, theme songs. Is it me against Carl? Is our name our buzzer? It's you against the world. Oh, gosh. Okay. Mike Post also produced 9 to 5 for Dolly Parton. How about that? Did you know that? I didn't know that. All right, so in no particular order. We ready? Mm-hmm, okay, ready. and I just have the first few seconds of okay. uh, a few here that we're going to do. All right. Like, name that tune. Here you go. Oh, I know that one. That's, That's like all you get right New, New York, uh, what is it, like the law thing? L.A. law. Law and order. Law and order. Okay, law and order. Are right, you ready for that one? Uh-huh. Here you go. That is, but I loved that song. The Rockford Files. Rockford Files. Here's another one. One of my favorites. Come on, Donna. (laughs) Golden Girls? Cheers. Hill Street Blues. Hill Street Blues. Well, they all kind of sound alike. I like them, though. Don't tell Mike Post that. Um, I think I have one more here. Do you have any Charlie's Angels? Yes. Look at what's happened to me. I can't believe it myself. And this is like, believe it or Suddenly not. Suddenly I'm up on top of the world. Should have been somebody else. Here we go now. Believe it or not, I'm walking on air. I never thought I would feel so free. Flying away on a wing and a prayer. Who could it be? Believe it or not, it's just me. 
the show. Is that E.T.? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. What is it? The Greatest American Hero. Oh, I love that. I thought it was Alf or something. I don't know. Remember Alf? Yes, I remember Alf. Okay. Um, That theme song, The Greatest American Hero, hit number two on the pop music chart. That's how we know it. Yeah. The Hill Street Blues theme hit number 10 back in 81. Uh, I had Magnum P.I., but we're running long here. Uh, Magnum P.I., who Mike, Mike Post also wrote that one, hit number 25 at one point. On the, on the, on the, like, you heard these songs on the radio back in the day when you were growing up. All right, you had a conversation with your buddy Donna. I did. From Gallery Furniture. What, what Donna had to say. She just said everything's on sale. Just yeah, okay. what do you need? You know, because we talked to her a long time. She was on the way to get her mom. And um, I just said, you know, is there anything that you want me or do you know, is there anything you want us to tell people about sale prices? And she said, everything is on sale. Just come, come and see us. Tell us what you need. And that actually, that was her biggest message is, again, the things that we've been saying, you know, previously is if you have a piece of furniture that you're interested in, bring her a picture. You know, bring her the website. Tell her where you're thinking of getting it off of. Um, and before you go to a big box retailer or before you go to a place where you're going to get 10, 11 boxes that you've got to put all this stuff together that you don't want to do, go see her. You know, and there's a chance that she can get it ordered for you. It may be in the warehouse. It may be there at Gallery Furniture. And they're going to deliver it. And it's going to be in one piece. And you're not going to have to put it together. And you're not going to end up with extra screws like we always do. And you're not going to, like, go to set something on top of it and it, like, falls apart like a... Like Jing- something I would like a together. Jenga puzzle. Yeah, go ahead and say it. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Sixteen hundred Brownsbridge Road, Gainesville. Ask for the Wolfman. Ask for Donna, and now ask for Donna's daughter Marilyn, who truly runs the ship up at the uh, the Gainesville store. Ask for the Wolfman You can also get your Wolfman and Donna merchandise there, and uh, sixteen thousand square foot showroom and warehouse gallery furniture, Gainesville. Ask for the Wolfman Let's do uh, some pop peeps for this episode. Uh, ben Mayfield. Wrote to Hey Cadillac, I read your letter this Saturday about Chick-fil-A. The letter is our weekly newsletter that uh, blasts at uh, 9, 10 Saturday mornings, absolutely free. And it's I write in open, but there's photographs that complement the stories that you've heard and stuff like that. Um, and I wrote about the fact, just a little uh, background here. I wrote in the letter about going to Chick-fil-A, actually inside of Chick-fil-A for the first time in over a year. And it was late last week. I had to go pick up uh, an order for Charlotte's tennis team. Yeah. And I thought that I was going to go in and just pick up the order and then come back out. And I noticed as I walked in that there were people actually seated right in the restaurant. And I thought, what's going on here? And Chick-fil-A now is slowly welcoming guests back into the dining room. And I wondered during the pandemic if they would ever do that because yeah. they don't have to because they have. Um, well, they can run a carpool. Come on. They don't I mean like a, a drive through, through like no nobody's business. So uh, he says, I work for the company that supplies Chick-fil-A with their cabinets for their stores. They have been preparing since the day they shut down last year to reopen with a safe dining experience. They have changed the way uh, they're going to offer pickup and delivery. They also offer a contactless order experience if you decide to dine in. I love the show. Can't wait for another season of Caddywagon, Ben Mayfield. So thank you, Ben, very much for that. Uh, Bragg Vaughn says, FYI. The AR in AR-15 stands for Armalite Rifle, not Assault Rifle. Okay. Did you know that? I did not. That's a reference to the conversation we had about Lindsey Graham. Holding it, yeah. Lady G Mm -hmm. with his pink AR-15. That's all I got. Anything from you? No. 770-464-6024. Wait a minute. Some new entries on the (laughs) 
podcast text line have come <laughs> yeah. in since we sat down. All right. Uh, what is this? What is this? Should we vet these before Probably we read them? Probably so. Okay. Uh, great job on the podcast. Let me know when you want to rematch. Watermelon Crawl. Oh, is that a song that you drop your drink? Probably so. Yes. Probably so. Good catch, Donna. Who's that? Tracy? Uh, who sings that? I have no idea. Yeah, you do. Watermelon Crawl. Oh, Tracy Bird. Tracy Bird. Yeah. Uh, Sherry and Conley on the podcast text voicemail line. Uh, uh, hmm. Hmm. Oh, this is her about seeing me at AMS. Oh, okay. Ooh, hang on. Yeah, we need to vet this one. I tell you what, we're gonna say we're gonna sit on this one. Okay. Until next week, maybe. Let me vet that one. I'm not quite sure. We won't share that. Oh, okay. But uh, Sherry and Conley, appreciate you reaching out and being a, a listener of the podcast, nonetheless. Did you and Sherry share a trailer? <laughs> I don't think so. Oh. I don't. I, 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 listen, anything's possible. Okay. I think I need to start clogging. Tuesday's podcast about Montgomery Gentry's song "Gone" immediately took me back to driving my nephews around. They would be singing at the top of their lungs in the back seat. I also remember seeing Montgomery Gentry at a country fair concert in Conyers where a fight broke out, and I believe the concert had to end early. A totally different memory. I go way back with you, Cadillac. You were the first voice I heard on Atlanta radio when I moved here in 97. So thank you, Sherry. So nothing. I highly, this, highly, highly likely that a fight broke out. At a Montgomery Gentry concert <laughs> at Kicks Country Fair <laughs> at the Georgia International Horse Park back in the day. Let's connect on social media, Twitter and Instagram at ATL Cadillac, Cadillac Jack Facebook fan page. And uh, via the letter, text left on red to the number 22828 to get it in your inbox every weekend. Our thanks to executive producer Carl Appen. New episodes on Tuesday and Thursday of Cadillac Jack, my second act, part of the Appen Podcast Network. <laughs>